just give it to God and pray about it because that's the only way to get through some of this, to get through the anxiety, the unknown, the paperwork, the, you name it, from the small stuff to the big stuff. So just just jump in feet first and go for it because if you sit and pause and start wondering, you're never going to follow through. You're listening to The FAM Podcast. Tell me a little bit about your family. So, yeah, I uh, I met my wife, Joy, back in, amazingly enough, it was in high school. So we were the proverbial high school sweethearts. Um, we didn't really start getting serious dating until I was, I was my first year out of high school and she was a senior. But fast forward uh, to 1998, we got married. So we've been married uh, 23 years. So... From there, um, we, you know, we, it was just the two of us to like 2005, you know, we, uh, we really wanted to have kids kind of at the, the turn of the, the millennia, we were starting to talk about it. And, uh, you know, it was, it was tough for us because we were trying and, uh, nothing was happening for a few years. So Joy started seeing uh, infertility specialists, and as did I. And so, you know, and it just, nothing nothing was happening from there either. You know, it was just kind of stagnant. She wasn't pregnant, and we were pretty disappointed. So we started talking about it, and, you know, and uh, it, it was, I, I don't know if it was from God or, or what, but it was it was pretty cool. But we started talking about adoption just randomly. And I shouldn't say randomly. I'm sure it was Joy's idea. <laughs> it's always all, all the good ideas are hers to start. But, um, so we discussed it, you know, cause we didn't have any biological children at the time. And it had been a, a few years. She's going to know the exact date. I'm more of like, it was probably three, three to four years. And so, um, we just started researching it and started pursuing the adoption route. And then, uh, you know, I remember it distinctly. I, I was coming home from work one day, one morning. Um, for those who don't know, I, I work over in the Bay Area, California as a firefighter. So we work uh, two days on for 48 and off for 96. So I was coming off for my four days off for my 96. And uh, Joy and my, my, my mom uh, had met us, had met me out front. And uh, I just, I remember it distinctly. And she goes... Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. And it was just, you know, it was just, uh, elated were the words, you know, it was exciting. And so from there, uh, Emmett was born, you know, nine months later. And so just to give you an idea of, of the family makeup. So Emmett is 15. He's my oldest uh, son, biological, obviously. Um, and then a couple years later came Liam and, uh, he's 13. And so, and he, you know, healthy, healthy kids. And we were just living the stable, you know, familial life at home. It was just like the, just going day to day, just enjoying life. And everybody was healthy. Life was good, stable income, stable household. And we just had that 
I shouldn't say we, I should say <laughs> joy, joy had that burning desire to uh, just, uh, you know, the, the adoption thing just kept coming back up and ultimately it just kind of rubbed off on me and we started pursuing the adoption route through, through foster adoption. And uh, so, you know, you're in, you know, we, we live in suburbia. It was just stable house, stable income, stable family, all these extra bedrooms. And, you know, why wouldn't we want to give another, another kid, another child, uh, just this loving, stable home? I mean, there's so many kids. I mean, as you very well know, there's so many kids out there. Um, and, you know, I know a lot of people do the international adoption and go that route, but we went through, we looked at an agency in Sacramento County in California and, uh, we started the process with them and I'm going to, I'm going to mess up the years, but it was probably early. Oh man. Probably early 2011, maybe 2010, mid, mid 2010. And I'm, you know what, like I said, Joy's going to know the exact dates. She's got a memory like an elephant, but so just to give you a perspective, we ended up uh, going through the foster adoption agency and uh, they placed us with Morgan and Morgan. Uh, I, I'm sure you'll get to this later in the podcast, but so Morgan is, is our wonderful bouncing off the walls. Nine year old. Who's just like loves his mom, loves his dad, loves everybody and uh he's really cool he's he's a cool kid and then uh so we just couldn't do just one right you gotta you gotta go with the second so um scarlet is our she's currently eight she's almost gonna she's gonna be nine here in uh in a couple months so so just to backtrack so two bio kids emmett liam 15 13 and then uh two adoptive kids, uh, Morgan and Scarlett, nine and eight. So long story short, that's our familial makeup. You want to have biological kids and you did mm -hmm. and, and, and you accomplished that. What brought you guys back? Do you think, or maybe what brought you back to this adoption? I think part of it is that, uh, both, both pregnancies were really hard on joy and, uh, we were just at the point it was like, you know what? We want more kids, but let's not, let's not put her through that the third time around. So that, that was definitely the, probably the, <clears throat> the major factor contributing to that. And so, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just a matter of circumstance, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> so when you guys started the adoption process, was there ever time that you guys were, or that either of you were like, I don't know, Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't do this, or maybe we're not going down the right path. I was more hesitant than Joy. I think Joy was jumped in feet first. She was in on board one hundred percent. For me, it was more of of not knowing the or or the unknown. For me, it was just kind of you know you know we're a family of currently a family of four back then, and all of a sudden you're a family of five over like literally overnight. And, uh, you don't know, you know, all these things going through my head. It's like, 
you know, what, what's their favorite food going to be? You know, what's their nap schedule? What's, what's their routine? Are they, are they not going to bond with us? Cause bonding's huge with, uh, you know, with, with the foster kid and, and ultimately your adoptive child, the, the bonding time is so short in infancy. It's like, they almost miss that step when they, when they uh, get placed with you and, and you take custody of them. Um, so that, I, I think it was just the unknown for me, um, was difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And that's probably the main issue with most people that maybe don't, don't, start on that road. If you were to talk to someone and you know, th- that were c- that was considering adoption and you having gone through it, what advice would you give them if, if they were just kind of struggling with that whole unknown? Like I can't do it. Cause I'm, I just uh, can't quite wrap my head around or, or take the next step forward. There's too much of the unknown for me to tackle. Yeah. I, <clears throat> that's a tough one. I, I would say you just have to jump in feet first and just not, you know, what is it? Analysis, uh, paralysis by analysis. If you sit there and you just, you're going through all the paperwork, all of the, the home studies, all the things you have to do to your home, all of the, you know, all the court paperwork and just all the what ifs you can't, if you dwell on it too long, you're just going to have sleepless nights, anxiety. But, you know, honestly, you just have to give it to God at some point and just say, this, this is, if this is your will, it's going to, it's going to happen. You know what I mean? It's just, uh, just give it to God and pray about it because that's the only way to get through some of this, to get through the anxiety, the unknown, the paperwork that you name it from the small stuff to the big stuff. So just, just jump in feet first and go for it. Because if you sit and pause and start wondering, you're never going to follow through. It's like, uh, my family has a, a big history of always, not not my immediate family, but my extended family has a, has a long history of talking about doing stuff as the years go by. Like, hey, we should paint that building. Hey, we should move that boat out of that storage shed and sell it. Or, hey, that tractor's been broke for 10 years. We should get rid of that. They always talked about it. They never did anything. And So when it comes to the adoption process, you just got to do it. When you started the adoption process, if you take a snapshot of where you were or who you are as a person, and then the moment that maybe you took, you brought Morgan home or even Scarlett, mm-hmm. do you feel like that process changed you, you know, in, in some way, shape or form? You know, I think more so having the, the first two biological children changed me, but bringing Morgan home and then Scarlett changed me even more. Um, and what I mean by that is that, you know, when you're married and single and don't have any kids, it, it ultimately comes down to is like, Hey, you know, your dog's your kid. You send Christmas cards of you, your wife and your dog or whatever, you know, insert pet here. But ultimately it comes down to we're, we're selfish when we're, first married. It's all about us. It's all about the activities we're doing. It's all about the trips we're taking, all about the things we're buying for ourselves. Right. So when we had our first two bio kids, it's like a little piece of you, a little, a little piece of your time gets divided right in half to, to those two. And then when Morgan came along, it was okay. My time is split into thirds now. 
uh, the attention goes equally to three and now Scarlet, now we're in fourth. So everybody's time, I, I try to split time between everybody equally and spend time with everybody. And so now life is about the kids and even, even at my age and, and my point in life and career, it's still difficult for me. I'm still a little selfish. It's still difficult for me to allocate that time knowing that, okay, I, I need to spend that time with them. I only have them for, you know, a minimum of, of, you know, until they're 18. So you want to make sure you spend that time wisely with them and uh, bring them up and uh, raise them the way that they're supposed to be brought up, you know? So, so when they do grow up, what do you want them to say about you? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, like I said earlier, splitting my time equally amongst all four of them. That's, I hope they look back and they go, you know what? My dad, he was busy. He, he spent a lot of time at work, but he wasn't that dad that, you know, his work was his life or, you know, his work was his worship. His, his work was what defined him. I don't want it to be that. So, you know, I try to find, you know, what, what interests my kids, what interests Morgan, what interests Scarlett, what interests Liam and what interests Emmett. And I've found my niche with all of them. And it's taken, you know, it's, it's taken a solid eight, nine years now to figure out what they like to do with dad. So for Scarlett gardening, she's, she's my little gardener. Like we have a little bit of property where I'm able to just go out and just dig in the dirt and she'll, she'll race me down the hall. She goes, dad, where are you going? I go, I'm going outside to pull weeds. And she's right behind me. So that's, that's Scarlett's time and my time. Morgan, that kid, I'm telling you, I, I didn't know who was going to be the other firefighter in the family, <laughs> but he's the first one in the car to come to my work, to come visit at the station. And, uh, I have this picture of, of him and I, I know, you know, in, in radio land, I can't show it, but it's, uh, we're sitting on the bumper of, uh, of my engine when I worked, worked the engine companies where he is wearing his, uh, his plastic fire helmet and I've got mine on and you could just, you can see it in his face. You're like, that's what he's going to do. So that's what Morgan's going to do. And that's where I want to focus with him. If that's the career he wants to pursue. I mean, the kid's only, you know, he's only nine, so a lot can happen from now to then. He's kind of my little daredevil, you know, motorcycles and jumping off, well, not buildings, but, you know, tall objects. So, and then, uh, Liam, you know, he's, uh, he's my gun kid. He likes to shoot guns. So we try to make time to go to the range. Um, he likes airsoft. So that's, that's our quality time. That's our, that's our, our time. And, uh, and Emmett, he's my tech kid. I could, you know, if I have a computer problem, router problem, anything. He's he's my IT guy, and he's also uh, he's also my muscle. You know, when I need something, when I need when I need an adult to help me move a heavy object, that's my kid. So that's cool. So that's ultimately that's what I hope they remember me, or what they say about me. You know, later in life is that I was there doing stuff that they were interested in and just being with them. So do you have a favorite quote, a thought or meditation that you'd want to share? Yeah. So let me, I was just going over today and it just kind of caught me by surprise, but I was, 
looking at Ephesians 1.5. You're probably pretty familiar with it, right? Does it ring a bell? Um, so this is Paul. And uh, he's just saying, he predestined us to adoption as sons and daughters through Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. And that really, it hits home because I feel like, I feel like the Lord sent Morgan and Scarlett to Joy and I, and that they were ultimately meant to be with our family Hmm. and that they were, for lack of better terms, predestined to be, to be ours as we are to be his. So that's, that's what hits home with me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.